0: You've spent all winter stuck inside imagining your next big home project. A bigger, brighter kitchen. A fabulous new fence. The possibility of a pool. There's so much you would do if only you could. The good news? With an ST Home Equity total line of credit, you can. We've got your back with financial flexibility, and we're here to support you with exceptional customer service. So dream as big as you want, and we'll help you bring those dreams home. At
1: ST, it's just what we do. ST Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Hi, he is Matt Williamson.
2: I am Dale Lally, and uh, it is a Thursday here. bye week Thursday. And, um... It is bi-week Thursday. And I'm going to hijack the segment. I'm throwing you a
0: curveball right off the bat. You cool with that? you trust me
2: i can hit the curve
0: i know you can hit the curve okay so Especially i a curve a, from
2: a right hander that just broke i'm it. a right
0: hander yeah my, my you'll, you'll crush my
2: curve i swing lefty i'd destroy your curve ball. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so i had a brilliant idea last night and it just happened total accident to correlate with the thursday of a bye week so most people know that our lives, players' lives, coaches' lives—you know, week to week during the season—get to be kind of kind of Groundhog Day-ish. You know, like this Thursday, you and I didn't see each other at our normal time. You know, what's the first time we usually cross paths on a Thursday?
2: We do the uh, the show on the.
0: Well, even before that, we do
2: lunch. Yeah. We do lunch yes. at,
0: at the facility, and lunch is wonderful. Correct. Always, yes. Uh, always. I Kevin mean, and the
2: crew do a great job.
0: They do a tremendous job. There's cold cuts. There's, you know, a whole... Salad bar. Salad bar. Yeah. The berry fruit neighborhood. Cookies, soup, pizza's usually there. You named all, Entree, everything but the entrees. And entrees <laughs> and the sides. But if you had to say about that little situation or training camp where it's that version even bigger and better that the players eat before us... What would you say is a staple that is just always a go-to? The soup. (laughs) The soup. We didn't rehearse this at all. So I have been thinking. Well, last night it came to me in a vision that the Steelers should market their soup. soup. They
2: should. This is yeah.
0: Super Steeler Soup. The soup the Steelers eat, or Super Steeler Soup. The soup the players eat. And people would eat it like crazy because it's so good. All proceeds go to the Pittsburgh soup kitchen. I mean, tell me the hole in this plant. You got T.J. Watt on there holding the soup, or better yet, Matt and Dale sitting there slurping soup. They don't want that.
2: No. <laughs> they do not want that.
0: Their, their cheeseburger soup is one of the best things on the planet. If they just... Take this idea, I'm hoping because on Steeler Nation Radio, on a Thursday, opening segment, it's all over Giant Eagle before you know it. They can credit me. I I thought you
2: were coming up with something we could talk about that would excite the fans and give us.
0: It's going to change the whole city. (laughs) I mean, we're not even going to, it's going to make so much money for the soup kitchen. There will never be a hungry person in the whole city. And it's going to go down as the best soup ever. Why should we keep this secret? You don't seem quite as enthralled with me.
2: I just don't know the logistics of it all. That's
0: someone smarter than us will. Someone listening's going. That's a tremendous idea, Matt. I've had that soup, and we can tell all the listeners, and they're gonna be like, "I'll eat that soup." TJ Watt eats that soup. Cam Hayward eats that soup. Look what it does for them every time. I've never had a bad one.
2: No, I haven't either. It's a secret. It is a great soup. They it's do a, a great soup, in the a great the, soup. Kevin and the crew do a great soup.
0: The Super Steelers Soup. Now, am I spelling super, S U P E R, to honor the 70s, or are we spelling it It's s- a lot e- of
2: S U O U P. I know.
0: I was thinking about selling it S U P E R. That's a lot of soup. I mean, yeah. I'm going to say soup a lot in the next two hours, by the way. Get used to it. It's kind of like the Taylor Swift, uh, DeAndre Swift, Taylor Swift conversation.
2: So, am I going to have to get like a, a, a electric buzzer here?
0: You might have to get like the cough button yeah. for Super Steeler soup, the, the soup the players eat. <laughs> Coming to you soon. Okay. Okay. There yeah. you have it. I had All to get right. that off. I couldn't sleep last night. I was so excited about it.
2: Whatever gets you, whatever <laughs> whatever floats your
0: boat, Matt. Whatever floats your boat. Benefits go to the Pittsburgh Soup Kitchen.
2: Proceeds. We'll pitch that to Labriola in the next segment.
0: I think everyone. I think it's going to get out by then. <laughs> I was afraid somebody was going to leak it. Now I, I I didn't wouldn't tell anybody. I was happy to unleash it on the world here at four o'clock. By this time next tomorrow. Everyone's going to be calling me saying, wow, that's the best idea I've ever heard.
2: Were you smoking something before the show? <laughs> Is that why you're so enthralled with soup right now? Wow. Well, last night's a different story. When it came to be in a vision.
0: All right, what would you like to talk about? We'll Were talk you about like soup Jim later. Morrison sitting in the,
2: in the desert after dropping some peyote? Right in the end, yep. Seeing dead Indians? <laughs> Cheeseburger soup. <laughs>
0: You've never had a bad one there. I uh, no, I
2: haven't. That's true. That is true.
0: And folks, oh, I wanted to mention this too. Folks, if you're listening, we don't really take calls, but Wolf and Starks do. And Starks is the soup connoisseur, and he those loves his two soups. Can eat. Yeah. So please call in. Expre- you know, bring this to them. See what they think. Max might even be the spokesperson for it.
2: Actually, be a food spokesman. There's yeah. no no doubt about that. He used
0: to say they used to when he played. They would ask him what soup to make. Which soup to go with. Yeah. So he has a lot of he has a lot of you know, standing
2: in this. 100. percent Anyways, <laughs> on the football, uh, right. the stuff on the field. Bye uh, week, dude. It is. It is. Um, Matt, if if uh, one of the things we need to do here, we we promised this earlier in the week. Um, and we'll break this up. Maybe we'll ask Bob Labriola the same thing. Okay. What are your expectations in the second half for the Steelers' offense?
0: Improvement, consistency, a foundational running game.
2: That's where I thought you were going with all this. Like, mm-hmm. I, what what's your go to? What's your go-to play? Well, it's the soup it, it, every day in the cafeteria. That's where I thought you were going with you this whole thing. You thought there was going
0: to somehow tie back to football. I, I, as a, I assumed
2: a, as much. This being a football show, silly me. <laughs> no, sometimes
0: you got to diverge. I mean, it's a bye week. If this was week four, I would have brought it back to
2: football. And but here's Ravens, this is Texas my point now, drawing out on, on your your cafeteria analogy. Yeah. What is my what not just Count on what can I count on every day? Every right. every day when I step into that cafeteria, what can I count on to be good? It's the soup. It's the soup. It's the soup. I may not like the entree. Yes. The entree may not be, you know, maybe it's something I, I, nah, I'm not a big fan of that.
0: Most people like it. I don't. You yeah. Know, whatever. Sure.
2: Uh, that looks good, but I'm going to go with the soup today. What's the foundation of the Steelers offense? Super Steelers
0: soup. The soup the players eat. Anyway, um, it has to be three or four run plays.
2: Yeah. It has to
0: be. I mean, and that goes back. I, I cite Merrill Hodge a lot on this with that Thursday show, and he says it all the time. He's like... When things were bad, Ron Earhart would say, we got to go back to our bread and butter, or any offensive coordinator Merrill was with. And it's not pass plays, it's run plays. I mean, like, we got to learn that we can run this play and more often than not, get three to eight yards every time. When things aren't going well, we come back and get back in our comfy seat or, you know, whatever feels good to us when things aren't going well. And that has to be the run game. and everything then can work off that. And I know that sounds like an antiquated way of looking at things. You know, this is a quarterback-driven league, but sometimes this is foundation. You know, you, you got to get back to, let's get to second and six. <laughs> yeah. Know? And, get and then go from line. there. Yeah, yeah, and then go from there. And then everything else comes from And then from if there.
2: we can get to third and two, we'll go mm-hmm. from there.
0: And we'll go from there. That's better than three and out, you know, when we were in third and 12, you know, the yeah. last two
2: series. Do you think... Early in a season, much like they, much like offensive coordinators to start a game, will often put out a lot of different looks and formations to see how the opposing defense is going to defend that, mm-hmm. and then go from there. Well, I know when when we get, when we put two tight ends on the field, this is what they're going to do. We're going to get this coverage, mm-hmm. or we're going to get this this uh, defensive scheme. And and okay, now when I go back to that later, I know what the I know what their default is in that situation. Does some of that go on early in a football season as well in terms of, okay, we're going to th- we're gonna put this look yeah. on the field and what, like, when, when the Steelers go... Especially for young teams. When the Steelers go to their look, and they did this a couple times on Sunday against the Ravens, when they put Jalen Warren and Najee Harris on the field together, mm-hmm. what defenses are, are teams going to put on the field in that situation? See,
0: like, this isn't revealing any secrets, but... They've been practicing that since minicamp, yeah. and we saw a lot of pony package in training camp. We haven't seen as much in the regular season. A but...
2: lot of it in training camp was with Anthony McFarland. Yeah, yeah, I think
0: McFarland's the wild card there, because yeah. he can be a jet sweep guy. He was very impressive as a receiver, too. So I think there is some of that. Like, I was just thinking about this today. The Niners are a great example, and... The Ravens, even, you know, they're going to use a fullback. They're going to use two tight ends. Like, I'm not avoiding your question, but I just wanted to throw this out there. Like, if you play base, a 3-4, a 4-3, you know, everyone knows bases, four defensive backs on the field against what most people call a heavy set, you know, 12 or 21, you're really already too slow. Because even the fullbacks in today's NFL, they're not Dan Kreider. Yeah, you know what I mean, and the tight ends aren't Mercedes Lewis that are two eighty five. The tight ends and fullbacks aren't half as good of blockers as they were in nineteen eighty five, and you're still playing base against their twenty one or twelve. It's
2: funny you bring it up because I I asked Carl Dunbar yesterday how Montravius Adams, who looks nothing like Casey Hampton, mm-hmm. looks nothing like name a Steelers nose tackle sure. over Joel the years. Steed or, you know, yeah. Right, right, pick one. Yeah. I said, how how can he be effective as a nose tackle when he doesn't have that that classic nose tackle sure. build?
0: And and Lulu was that way
2: too. Yeah, you know, this isn't a new Big thick dude. Right, yeah, right. Right. Um, he said there aren't many teams that just come out with a fullback all the time and try to and try to play it. So your your nose tackle has to be he has to be stout, but he also has to be athletic mm-hmm. um, to to be able to to everybody runs zone.
0: Yeah, right. You I know, mean, even outside
2: like, zone stuff. You better be able to move as a nose tackle.
0: Like that's why I brought the Niners. Like the Niners have great players, of course. They're five, but Usechek does is a good blocker for a running back or a fullback. But he's not Kreider or he's not Lorenzo Neal. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that just blows up everybody in front of him like a wrecking ball. And instead, he's a better pride receiver than he is blocker. And as good a blocker as Kiddo is, so is he. So like Shanahan wants you to get, the whole key is he wants you to be in base, (laughs) you know? And that's why, I, I, I mean, if you can get to that point where you can dictate, kind of goes back to your original question. If you can find a package or even if it's only 10 snaps a game where you can dictate that your opponent is going to be in dime or nickel or base, but they don't match up to you on the basketball court. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, to me, is something you can really build off of.
2: Yeah. And the Steelers, I, I just don't think that they've been able to do that Mm-mm. in the you know in their last four games without Deontay Johnson.
0: And an experienced quarterback sure helps, too. I know San Francisco doesn't, but Shanahan's the quarterback there. I mean, he's kind of a, a pawn. You know, like if it's Rodgers or Brady or Ben or one of those guys— man, they they can't keep up with us, or they're too big and slow, or they're not heavy enough. I'm not letting them off the field. You know I mean? Some of the stuff's just being in stadiums for 50 games in your life or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, Um, I don't know that they know, not necessarily who their best five is, but what is it they do best, you know?
2: I think that's what you try to figure out early in the season, and and then you... you
0: definitely figure out this week.
2: Yeah. 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 Uh, And I think that's what they figured out last year year at the bye. Yeah. What their best package and what their best plays were. And then they stuck with that plan.
0: Super Steelers sport or soup.
2: Not that. <laughs> Not that. Um, but, no, I hear you. You know, so I, I think figuring that out this week, and maybe as we're sitting here now, uh, the, the coaching staff has been hard at work over at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex, yeah. uh, you know, breaking down all the game tape of the first five weeks and, and maybe they figured that out. Hey, look at, okay, here's what we got. These are the plays that we've run. Uh, Each week, this is what they gained. Okay, we've run this play seven times this year. Because believe it or not, folks, Mm -hmm. NFL teams run the same play over and over again. Right, right, right. Contrary
0: to popular belief, right.
2: Yeah, this, this, this nonsense that oh, Matt Canada's only got six plays and he just uh, six formations. (laughs) Look, they run the same play three times in the same game. Oh my God, no kidding.
0: nobody complains. Right. Yeah. How many times have Bettis run the same run? You know, I mean, pick up six, seven, eight yards. Yeah, that's not the problem. I mean, if you're predictable and they know it's coming. That's different. That's different. And you still have to stop it. I mean, the great team, there's teams that knew that Bettis was coming right at them on ISO or whatever and still couldn't stop it. But I, I've i never been a head coach. I pale in comparison to Tomlin. We don't have any clue. But if I was in his shoes, I would have my meeting right before you break for the bye, and I would tell all my coaches, go home with your families come back to me, each one of you, run, not just the coordinators, running back coach, everybody, tell me what we do best. You know, Tell me what we should be our first building block on both sides of the ball. See, I'm not Schwell. interested
2: in, in finding that out coming back because they practice on Monday.
0: Well, I mean, like, come back tomorrow with that. That would have been I mean, my yeah. I mean, not like come back in three weeks. I mean, come back tomorrow with that. Go home, have a great dinner. And here's the
2: thing. They should be able to tell you that, like, if I go to each coach on the staff.
0: Maybe they just say it like this. Yeah, yeah. And you uh, hope that what do you think like... we do best? What do we think we do best? If if you were rewriting the playbook, what's chapter one? Right. You know what I mean. I think that'd be really valuable. And yeah. you might get ten different answers. You
2: might get ten different answers. You which might I get don't ten that's good or bad. You, you might get ten of the same.
0: Then I think that's good. Yeah. You know, and don't just give me the answer that we want to hear. That is chapter one of the playbook. Yeah. Because if we stink at it, we stink at it. You know. So no, I think there's something to be said there.
2: Yeah, so I, I just think that you know you 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 get together, you pair this stuff down, you figure out what you do best. That's that's why to me that the early bye week this year in particular, mm-hmm. not a bad thing.
0: No, it's not. I mean, I've equated this bye week so many times to last year's week nine.
2: I mean, bye think week. think about it if you if you'd had the bye week after five weeks last year. That's what I was gonna say. Maybe things don't quite spiral out of control like they did.
0: I was gonna say, boy, it's a leap of faith to say boy, the second post-buy would be so much better. But it might be, you know. I mean, Tomlin's career winning percentage is better after the buy than it is for his career. So he does something well over the course of a very long career to improve his football team for the remainder of that season. So maybe early buys are good for Tomlin.
2: Yeah. Last year that would have been coming out of the Bills game. That would have so been,
0: yeah. been a great
2: time to have a bye week. You, they did come out and beat the Buccaneers the following week. Okay,
0: when was the Eagles compared to them? I don't remember last uh, that. That was
2: three last. games. I so they played the Buccaneers, the Dolphins, and then the Eagles. Okay. If, if you come out of that bye week and you, if it had been earlier, you come out of it, you beat the Buccaneers, then you beat the Dolphins because that game was there to win. And, so People, is it, and that that here's the thing: yet. like everybody says, oh, you can't win defense. You you, you can't win games with defense. That Dolphins offense last year was still pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe not to quite to this level. They no. beat the Steelers sixteen to ten. And they still had Tyreek. They beat they the Steelers scored, right. sixteen yeah. to ten. Yeah, that was a defensive struggle.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, you had them where you wanted them too.
2: Yeah, you forced them to play the way you wanted to play. Mm-hmm. Tyreek and Waddle both played in that game, and neither one of them went crazy.
0: And we said that all week too. Like, I thought that game. I'm, I'm a little rusty, but I thought the Jets, Patriots, Dolphins. Were where, were the reason you didn't get in the, in the playoffs. Yeah, win one but of those you games win in you're one in. One of those, because it wasn't like, well, if you beat the Eagles, well, you had no chance to beat the Eagles. I mean, yeah. I mean that, that game wasn't competitive. Now, I don't know if they would have had a bye after, you know, in week five last year. Do you end up with a win in Miami or not? Who knows? Given the way that have,
2: they played post buy,
0: Right. You would think that your chances are better.
2: I think your chances are much better.
0: Yeah. I mean, you control the ball for two more minutes on the clock or whatever yeah. it is. You run, you run, the, run the ball much ball more, ball more effectively. Better, and yeah, and you're yeah. not turning it over. Yeah, I mean, I can't remember how many turnovers were in that game, but I think there was a
2: couple. Well, Pickett had a uh, he threw a three. Yeah, two I or think th- that was the one he threw two or three. He threw right? two yeah. in the end zone. At the, uh, it was three overall. Uh, mm-hmm. But he was they were throwing into the end zone in the final four minutes on two separate occasions, and he got in, intercepted. Yes, they shut down Miami's offense in that game.
0: Right, right, and it, it's not this version, but it's still Tyreek and Waddle and and Tua the, was quarterbacking. Right, right. Yeah. Right, yeah, and they were putting up points. So. No, I hear you. I was thinking that, too. Like, what if it was earlier last year? Maybe. I mean, I'm open to that, but yeah. I do think there's something to let's regroup and really make this extra time work Yeah. You know, and recharge the batteries a little bit. I guess the flip side is you hope you don't wear out in week 14.
2: Well, I think <laughs> those, I mean? there's a couple of Thursday night games that they have coming up where they get the mini buys mm-hmm. should help that.
0: I would think. I would think. And especially if you win that game.
2: And that's why they have the soup you like that you're buying in
0: (laughs) i missed it today
2: (laughs) anyways uh with that we're going to take a break he is matt williamson i am dale lolly you're listening to the drive you're on steelers nation radio we come back we'll hear from well the dean of all soups
0: oh i was bob labriola this this i always uh, make a little noise too when you say that oh labs come back
2: you get a little excited there There you go go. uh anyways (laughs) we'll do that when we come back right after this on the drive
1: This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio.
2: Welcome back. I am Dale Lally. He is the Matt Williamson. And on the phone right now, we've got, well, the Dean of Doom. Uh yeah. Bob Labriola, how are you, my friend? Uh it, it is a bye week, so you're not living in your fears this week.
3: No, and that that was a heck of a um introduction there, Dale. It was almost like uh you know the start of a WWE match or something. You know? <laughs> in this corner. Um, but Parts yeah, on, uh... you know, it's right. Um you know the bye week is it's it's nice. Um you can't you can't lose. You can, and nobody can get injured i mean and all a lot of times navigating an nfl regular season is about avoiding negative things um 100 so yeah, yeah is a is, is a guaranteed uh non-loss uh injury-free weekend uh, of an nfl regular season and so you know yay um, <laughs> and who knows maybe you get deontay johnson back and you know, I think that that could be significant for the offense.
2: Yeah, we've talked about that a lot this week, uh, Bob, and, and I think a lot of people are kind of overlooking the fact. Like Matt and I went through what day was that Monday or Tuesday? I think was Monday. We went through every AFC team and said, if you took the number one receiver, number one, uh, whether it be a tight end in, 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 such That's as Travis catch. Kelsey, yeah. or the number one pass catcher out of any offense, what would that offense look like? Would it, would it be able to function? And there's a lot of them that would not. They would be in deep trouble.
3: Well, and let me say, you know, beyond the production uh, that you miss, not having Deontay Johnson, I mean, what he uh, allowed you to do on offense was, you know, in formations you could have uh, a bunch, you know, that's how they refer to them, a bunch on, to one side and a single guy to the other side. And you could put Deontay Johnson out there by himself, and he can win. And that's that's a tremendous asset, in my opinion, for a second-year quarterback. Um, And, you know, Deontay Johnson is the only guy the Steelers had who could create uh, separation on his own. No schemes, no concepts. You just line them up me on you, and that's kind of what you have to do with a single guy on one side if there's a bunch on the other side, <clears throat> um, and he, he wins. And so, you know, I think that that would help Pickett because he would know, you know, if whatever you think you have or, good, or should have on the concept side, if that isn't there right now, you can go to the other side, and 18 is going to win. You know, throw him the ball uh, in a lot of cases. Not every time, I'm sure, nothing is 100%, but, I mean, it is a much uh, higher percentage option than anything he had out there without Deontay Johnson um, on the field.
0: Yeah, Labs, I 100% agree, and our opening segment was an unusual one, but eventually (laughs) it got to the point where we were talking about, you know, what can you count on on offense? What's the foundation? And as you were saying that, I'm sitting here thinking, I should have said this first segment, that... Deontay gives Pickett some layups, you know, in the passing game. I mean, they don't right. have to be 30-yard games, but they move the chains. They keep you out of, you know, second and long. This passing game could use some layups.
3: Exactly. And, you know, something, I think we talked about this uh, a couple of weeks ago, you know, some bread and butter. Mm-hmm. What is it? And you got to have something, especially this far into it. You know, you're five games in, you should have a couple of, I mean, even three or four plays, maybe a couple of runs, a couple of throws that you can go to with a high expectation of, uh, I I don't know that success is necessary, but competence, Um, you know, so second and eight doesn't become second and 14. Mm -hmm. Second and eight becomes third and two. You know, that kind of thing. Um, So, yeah, and and I, I really believe that for this offense, you know, improvement is going to be incremental. I mean, there's not going to be any. <laughs> they're not going to come back from the bye as the '84 Dolphins or anything. I mean, you know, <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> you know, it's it it's just not that. Um, and there's a lot of areas that need improvement, obviously. But I just think that that addition or re addition or reinsertion of a guy that you were counting on um, can can be huge uh, for the quarterback, just as 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 we were just saying, it kind of gives you something that you can call bread and butter, butter or and Matt in your terminology layups. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to have some layups.
2: And in the meantime, uh, you know, while Deontay was out, I think you learned some things about some of the other guys. I think I, I think you can you can look at it that way across the board, uh, not just not having Deontay, but not having Cam Hayward. Um, you know, you learned some things about Broderick Jones this past weekend. Um, we've learned some things about about Joey Porter Jr., for example. Uh, in Pickens. these first five games, Pickens is yeah. Pickens was where I was going immediately yeah. with this. You've learned some things about George Pickens is like now, if you're an opposing defense, I mean, George Pickens is averaging about 80 yards per game when Deontay Johnson was out, and he showed teams that hey, if 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 you don't if you're not careful, he's going to beat you over the top.
3: Yeah. And, you know, again, um, it's, you know, when you add a weapon either offensively or defensively, um, you know, you, you force the opponent to adjust and whatever kind of layups or bread and butter Deontay Johnson would be providing um, defenses are going to have to adjust to that eventually. And then that just should allow Pickens uh, some more opportunities uh, to do his thing, or let me say this: do his thing versus uh, you know less stacked uh, defenses against him. So um, you know again uh, incremental. I think I still think when you're looking at the offensive line, it's a little bit um, leaky at times. Uh, you know there, there there's uh, I I think the word one, well, and it's the Ravens though so there is that but um you know there was some leakage uh, in the interior uh, against baltimore um and as i said you know that's baltimore but leakage in the interior is bad period
2: well i think some of that might change too with the with the return of deontay we might start seeing t- more um uh, you know too high against the steelers because you have to keep a safety over top of both of those receivers. If you've got Pickens on one side and Deontay on the other, um, and, and you don't want to leave somebody in single single coverage on those guys, you're going to put a safety over the top of both of them, and that takes the safety out of the box.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, again, trickle down. Um, so, uh, But, uh, again, I, I don't want this to come across as me – um, this isn't going to be easy. Let me no, no, not there. at it's all. It's not an automatic. Yeah, it's not an automatic. Just put them out there, and all this stuff starts happening.
2: But we um, only got to see it know, for a half against the San Francisco Forty ers who, lo and behold, we've we figured out are pretty damn good. Yeah, they're all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh,
3: right, and and an uh, offense usually isn't, you know, at that stage of a season. So sure. yeah, it, it, uh, I'm going to be interested to see some of that. You know the. The um, I I thought the other thing from the Ravens game that I want to see more of and more consistently is the what you got from your inside linebackers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought those guys. I I thought those guys uh, really uh, acquitted themselves well. Um, You know, using Mike Tomlinism, the pile was falling in the right direction. Um, You know, I thought it was Chris. uh, I thought it was Holcomb's best game. Cole Holcomb's best game. Um yeah, Alexander, Alexander played yeah, pretty good too. Yeah. 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 I mean uh, they've
2: they've they're already they've already made more splash than, than the guys all last, year. last
0: year. Yeah, oh last year. It's not even close.
3: Well again, I mean I I that's um that's certainly a bonus, but what I really liked was, you know, was the the tackling was crisp. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, guys were in the right spots, they weren't um, they didn't get handled physically. I mean, against the Texans, that, that defense got handled physically. That didn't happen against the Ravens. Um, you know, nobody ha- nobody for Baltimore had 50 yards rushing. They were about 25 or 30 under uh, their per game average total. Um, you know, so, uh, again, I-, I liked it, uh, but it's something that you're going to have to have now Consistently, I don't. I don't think this team can. You know, people look at the Rams' record and say, "Oh man, this is an easy game here." Um, I, I don't. I don't see it that way. I don't. I don't think the Steelers can look at any game that way. Um, and if they don't, and uh, you know, they have to perform to a certain level. They have a chance, um, but just as they. You know, there's a chance they could win every time they go out there. As you look at the rest of the schedule, pretty much, um, they could lose anyone, too. No, 100%. So, buckle, buckle your seatbelt. <laughs> you know, it could be an interesting uh, few weeks there coming up. But, you know, that's welcome to the National Football League, boys and girls. Uh, this, is, this is why the, the whole thing is constructed as it is, with the draft, uh, waiver wire claims, Salary cap, this is what the design was. It was Pete Rozelle originally, but then Tagliabue, now Rojke, you want just about every fan base, every city, NFL city, to be either complaining about the team or um, excited about the team or, you know, something. Uh, And everyone kind of has a little bit of everything, you know, to go for it. Let me me give you this here just as (laughs) I found this on the internet early in the week. Uh, I'm going to read you a paragraph that I found. Okay, here we go. There aren't enough fingers and toes to point out the problems. Coaches keep making bad decisions. Receivers can't catch or stay healthy. The quarterback melts down under pressure. Offensive linemen can't pass blocks. The defense can't come up with key third down stops in crunch time. Okay, Sound familiar. <laughs> Talking uh, about the Patriots? That was, no, that was Mike Preston of the Baltimore Sun on Monday oh, about nice. what he saw in the press box at AccraSure Stadium. Okay, so I mean, seriously, that's that sounds like a, a, a tailgate outside <laughs> <at, laughs> um, AccraSure Stadium on on uh, Sunday, uh, late or early evening. I mean, that's exactly what you would have been hearing around the campfire or whatever, uh, those kinds of things. Fifteen different read.
0: cities of beat writers can cut and paste that and
3: <laughs> do it next month. I <laughs> that's the, and that's the point. Right? <laughs> that, that's, that's exactly what they're looking for. Yeah, Everybody Matt and I do that
2: every Tuesday when we go over the power rankings that NFL.com puts oh. out. <laughs> we we get to that point. It's like, okay, there, there are like these six or eight, however many, just awful teams Very in the league nice. right now. And then there's those 15 or so teams in the middle that are, are that. Yeah. And then there's like six good teams that are just like, okay, these teams don't have nearly as many problems as the other teams.
3: Until until, or if their quarterback got hurt. Correct. Sure. Then it all <laughs> changes in a week. You know. Right? There you go. Yeah. Right. Because everybody's one injury away, you know, from being, uh, I don't know, if it was Def uh, gone league <laughs> soccer, well, relegated. <laughs> um, but anyway, and like I said, put buckle the seat belt. it's gonna be interesting. Um and uh, you know, ride the highs and lows best ev- as you can, everybody out there, and uh, if it really gets bad I'll meet you at the railing uh the Fort Duquesne <laughs> Bridge. We'll go into the Ohio River together. <laughs> Labs, real
0: quick, the <sighs> I, I've been kind of lobbying. We're not in those position rooms, so I don't know what the young players know and don't. But the three of us have been around the block, and we watch watched things and done, done this for a living for a long time. I'm lobbying coming out of the, the, the bye that this draft class, the rookie class, needs to be leaned on more. I mean, I want to see Jones as the starting left tackle, Porter as a starting outside corner. We know we're going to get more Washington by default. I want a higher snap count for Benton. Are you there yet? And I'm not saying that because the season's shot and we got a youth movement. It's just time for these guys to step up.
3: Yes. And that's, I was going to say, you know, their uh, continued um, increase in participation is going to be dependent on how how productive they are as it's gradually increased. I mean, I don't disagree with anything you're saying, but, you don't, you're not, we're not, this isn't, this isn't August. I mean, we're not just playing hmm. these young guys to see what they can do. Exactly. Uh, I, I do believe that, you know, the idea is to try and find things that they can do well uh, and then implement those because, you know, their talent should then carry the day. Um, but I'm not, you know, they, they're going to get a chance. Um, but I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not predicting failure for anybody either. I don't, I don't, mm. don't want to come off that way. I'm just saying, I, I agree with the sentiment in that yes, it's time for these guys, uh, as you said, you know, um, s- you know, step up and 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 be a factor. Um, but if they're not, then I'm not playing them just because they're young guys. That's I hear you. Yeah, right. 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 Right.
2: Yeah, and you're so, not just yeah, throw, you're not just throwing them in there to see what they can do. That's the one no. that, that drives me crazy. Let's just put him in there and see what they can do.
0: No, I'm throwing Porter in there well, because I think he's their best outside corner. Well, again, yes, he
3: is until he's not. Now, of course. Of right. course. If, he shows that he's, if he shows that he's not, then, you know, you, you make a change. Uh, um, you know, that, that's, that's my point about, about all of this. I mean, Ike Taylor got yeah. benched
2: at one point early in his career. It happens. Absolutely. I mean, I'm not
3: suggesting he would have shut down
0: Devontae Adams or, you know, or He's no, I bumps, I, no, yeah. I
3: get it. You're you're not gonna you're not gonna try and you know uh, turn him into you know I don't know Rod Woodson or something mm-hmm. uh, in in terms of what you would ask him to do. But you know, again, and I'm I, as I said, I'm not predicting failure for any of these guys. But um, corners are, <laughs> I mean, yeah. uh, rookie I, corners I think some really great, uh, really great corners look really bad. Um, and, you know, that's just what it is. Um, so if th- if that happens, uh, and a, again, I don't foresee it, but if that happens, you, then you have to go to something that gives the team the best chance to win. I- I'm not interested in seeing anyone uh, when, when there are legitimate options now. And I think as you get later into the season with more playing time for a lot of different guys, there are more re- realistic options. You can look at... And this is any area. Um, You can look at different personnel groups or, you know, groups of guys. Who do you want to use? How do you want to use them? Those kinds of things, especially defensive backs. Because I really don't know what to expect. Let's pretend, um, okay, I'll give it to you, Matt, and Joey Porter Jr. is exactly what we believe or seen, or hope him to be starting October What's that, 22nd against the Rams, 24th, whatever it is. Okay. Now, what's the rest of it going to look like? And I'm not at challenging you to no, no, tell I get me it. that. But I'm just curious. Uh, okay. Uh, does, and, and is that helping?
0: Uh, maybe no? I should have phrased uh, it differently. Like, I'm starting Jones against the Rams. I'm starting Porter against the Rams. And half of it's because I know what Dan Moore... Wallace and Peterson are and I'll take my chances with door number two and I've been lucky enough to peek behind door number two and I liked what I've seen so far
3: yeah no I, I get that and yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. Saying you'll, you'll pull them at the start of the second quarter either I mean they mm-hmm. have to be given an opportunity to play and you know get into the rhythm of things and all that kind of stuff but again okay let's you started Porter okay what's the rest of it look like
2: that's the problem, again, not, it, 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 and it'll it, it comes. And it comes down to just what Matt just said when he said, "You know, I know what more Wallace and Peter and mm-hmm. Peterson are. Joey Porter can only take one of those spots.
3: I get it. If and and so one, who's the he, other guy he, that again. get?
2: Who are you putting? In, who are you putting on the bench? That's that becomes the mm-hmm. question then.
3: Well, I'm flirting right. with King, and, 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 and you know, and the and the other thing is because. This, this is, Bill Nunn explained this to me one time. You know, when when people want to, um, you know, match up with a cornerback, a cornerback on a receiver, you know, follow a guy all, all around, well, that's fine. And it, that matchup, specific matchup, could be in your favor whichever way you want it to be. But the other people have to then um, assume the uh, – whatever the defensive integrity is in that area. And not, you know, and ones are great. You know, Dale, you're a basketball player. Boxing ones are great. and You can stop the guy that you're boxing. Uh, but what about the other guy?
0: Right, yeah. It, and it, the Steelers it, don't if, do that. If, They're a left-right team. I mean, Porter would be the left corner, uh, and you hope he's better than what they've been playing with.
3: Yeah, but, okay, and, again, yes, you hope he's he, he, but you also have to be careful of or think about what you're going to do with the rest of the people. Mm
2: -hmm. Right. Because that's, that still matters.
3: Yeah. That still matters. Right. Okay. Where's Minka? You know, again, I'm not, I'm just saying that needs to be discussed Mm -hmm. or figured out or something because, you know, there's other significant individuals in that group that you want to, you want to continue to maximize as well. You know, I can see, Absolutely, what you're saying about we're better with this guy instead of that guy, okay, fine, uh, that's good now you also need them to add on to the overall improvement by continuing to get from your other people you know what you're getting from them, you know whatever you do, for example, better not mess with t j. Watt you know as sure, an sure. example, right you know what right. I mean yeah. you don't want to mess whatever we're doing <laughs> whatever he needs or. You know, we're not going to get in his way. Let's just, let me say it like that, and and that's kind of what I mean in the, in terms of the secondary, because there's other people, as I mentioned, just like Minka. Um, what are we going to do? How are we going to utilize him to maybe enhance his uh, opportunities? To hey, because he's a great ball hawk. You know, I I I love the fact of having him in that role. Because uh, I really think it, it messes with the opposing quarterback's head.
2: Yeah, 100%. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. yeah. Well, Bob, we got to get to a break. I, I appreciate okay. you uh, dropping by. And uh, enjoy your bye weekend off.
3: <laughs> oh, I plan to. That's uh, right. You guys try to do the same. Uh, and this, here's one last thing. I think the best game of the weekend is going to be the one on at 930 in the morning. Um,
2: it's going to be an interesting one. I know that.
3: Yeah. Uh, I, I'm just a little disappointed that the uh, Titans aren't going until late in the week because usually teams that do that have trouble with yeah. the time change in London. Yeah, 100%. I'm looking forward to Bengals Se- Seahawks too.
2: Yeah, Bengals Seahawks a good one. Of course, the uh, uh, yeah. the the Browns play the uh, the 49ers. That should be uh, well. I was going to not going to be I, real interesting.
3: I but hope, <laughs> I, Brad, I, no, I hope it's what what you know. Um, we expect it to be i hope it's every bit of that
2: 100 yeah. that has been uh, bob yep. labriola our special guest there he is matt williamson i am dale lolly you're listening to the drive here on steelers nation radio we'll be back with more right after this
1: steelers, this is the drive with dale lolly and matt williamson on your 24 7 home of the black and gold snr steelers nation radio
2: Hey, Steeler fans, you can gear up with the latest sideline apparel, hats, or jerseys of your favorite players, authentic memorabilia, custom items, and exclusives you can only find directly from the team at one of the official Steelers Pro Shops located at AccraShare Stadium, Grove City Premium Outlets, or Tanger Outlets, or you can visit online at shop.steelers.com. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. Uh, this is The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. And uh, Matt, uh, we, Bob Labriola was just on her Mentioned the three games this weekend for the AFC North mm, oppo- yeah. uh, uh, opponents. Baltimore's yeah. Baltimore's in London playing Tennessee. I would have liked to have seen uh, Tennessee go over there earlier as well. Yeah, I
0: think that's a bigger deal than people realize. Yeah, I, I, I thought I, it hurt Buffalo.
2: I thought it hurt Buffalo tr- right. immen- immensely, although Jacksonville had already been over there for mm-hmm. two weeks, so that really was going to – I don't know if Buffalo going over at any period at that they point. They were probably a disadvantage way, d- yeah. no doubt. Um,
0: I, I don't know if Bob mentioned this or if you know this, but I think the Ravens went over Monday. They went over Monday. Like the earliest I've ever heard. Yeah. I mean, that's what I would do. I think that's smart.
2: And I saw some stuff like Lamar talking about, you know, going out and walking around. This, I don't know if that's good or bad. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what the, the right answer is with that, but I do know that getting there earlier is better.
0: So I guess there was a – this is third-hand information, but I think there was an interview with Josh Allen, and he said – I couldn't sleep on the plane. I don't sleep on planes well. So I'm chugging coffee like crazy just to get things done, and I was a zombie. You know what yeah. I mean? And they played better as the game went on, but that adds up. I mean, it adds that makes up, makes perfect yeah. sense, right? Yeah,
2: that's why I, I thought that Jacksonville would at least cover in that game. I'm, win was mm-hmm. unexpected, but yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, you'll take it. Huge. Uh, Deshaun Watson still not practicing today.
0: That's not, He's not going to
2: play. He's not going to play. They're lose, they, they might get curb stomped in that game.
0: Yeah, it's. I think they lose by twenty or more.
2: It might be thirty or forty.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah like I mean, they don't
2: have a, they don't have a functional quarterback.
0: That's a thing, and it'd be, it'd be different if you had Chubb and you had what we talk about to start the show. Besides, soup foundation. You know, what I mean, Like yeah. They could at least hand it to Chubb. Play defense. Hope you get a bounce. Pick up an onside kick. I don't know the if they score. Court. I don't know where the offense comes from.
2: They had three points against the Baltimore in a twenty-eight to three loss at home. Mm-hmm. With it should be
0: a different quarterback, but I don't think it matters
2: against a much better defense. Against a much better defense, yeah, yeah. I think
0: they're in huge trouble. Um, I don't think it's crazy to think the division could go zero and three.
2: It's not crazy. No, no, it's not crazy at all. And no. and again, that would be great for the Steelers. Yeah. When when Bob talks about the the week off and you're not, yeah, you're not winning a game, but you're not losing a game, and you're not getting anybody hurt.
0: You could go up in the standings though. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if, I mean, I they're mean, already in I know first place. One, but yeah. They could. The gap, but you could be in better shape in the division. Without a doubt,
2: yeah, without a doubt.
0: Like Cincy, to me, right now is the best team in the division. I'm, I'm almost there.
2: And that's kind of my uh, default. You're way ahead of that on me. Well, because I'm not super impressed
0: with the other three, I too. get you it, know but what I mean? like,
2: Cincinnati, the, the first four weeks happened. Oh, I know. <laughs> and that's what my point <laughs> one is. One great week against a, maybe a team that we thought was the worst team in the league I know does not prove anything to me.
0: Hear me out, though. <laughs> okay. Okay, I think if you told me right now who's the best team in the division, if we power rank the division, I would put Cincinnati 1 on October 12th or whatever the heck it is. It is October. It's Thursday the 12th, which means – Friday the 13th is tomorrow. tomorrow. Anyway, I still think they're not as good as Seattle. So I know it's in their building and they're favored. But if they lose that game, I don't care if they're the best team in the division. They're in a monster hole. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they better win that
2: game. With Buffalo and and, uh, Kansas City staring them in the face coming out of their bye week.
0: So Seattle's coming off a bye. Unlike most West Coast teams, and this is a huge body of work, Pete Carroll's does really well at one o'clock on the East Coast. They, they're
2: like fifteen and two in their last. Are they one uh, Like last or last seventeen games in in the, in the East Coast uh, Eastern Time Zone. What I
0: had heard was they're like eighty percent against the spread with Pete Carroll. They just win out right yeah, now, and and they know that their winning percentage is really good too. Like that's a really tough game for the Bengals. And I think the Browns are going to lose. I mean, I think everybody's going to. I
2: don't think uh, the Browns are. Gonna, yeah, I know yeah. the Browns are going
0: to lose. <laughs> and Baltimore, after a physical Pitt- Pittsburgh game, having to deal with Derrick Henry and Vrabel, and I mean, I would pick them to win. They but went not home. By much. They
2: this, the the Ravens went home after that game against the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Then they had to immediately turn around the next morning and fly to yeah. London. Stewing about this loss to the Steelers, I'm sure. sure the entire like you got 12 hours together on a plane. Do you think you, this? They're
0: all looking <laughs> at each other on the plane, like, why'd you catch that? Why'd why you block him? I didn't get that you're spending block. All, yeah, you're right. all
2: spending all that time in a hotel mm. in London.
0: Then you're happier there. I mean, like we said, I think it's better to go early than late. But that's not an easy turn of events. And then they don't, they don't have a bye next week.
2: Either. Then they don't have a bye next week. At least
0: they're playing at home. But yeah, uh, and Tennessee's a physical team. I mean, we all know the records of Ravens and Steelers after Ravens and Steelers isn't good.
2: Yeah, should be interesting. I'm, I'm fast, I'll am i be fascinated to watch those games. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's get to a, a another break here. He okay. is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. When we come back, it'll be time for the Fantasy Football Focus. We will do that
1: right after this.